Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. It is uh, Thursday night, November 12th, and 10 o'clock Eastern Time, and we're back at it as we always are every Thursday night, and thanks for joining, whether you're listening live here on Blog Talk Radio, on demand, or on iTunes at some point over the course of the weekend. As you know, I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, rotoballer.com, draftvalet.com, and all sorts of other places, and joining me, as he always does, um, the man whose name I use on my Starbucks cup, uh, my (laughs) colleague and co-host, Mr. Douglas Dallar. Doug, happy Thursday, Thursday night football's on. Our show is on. It's always a good night. How are you tonight, my friend? Anthony, I'm doing okay. Not great. I'm doing all right. It's uh, about the time now, you know, week 10, right about when my teams start crapping out on me just a little bit for the playoffs. So I'm a little nervous. (laughs) At least there's a trend there you can follow. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of the Thursday night games, we have Buffalo ahead of the Jets, 12-3 in another Thursday night snooze fest. Tyrod Taylor's done nothing. LaShawn McCoy is the only fantasy impact going on here today. Eight carries, 63 yards, three catches for 22. Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, no impact. Jets side of the ball, nothing. Chris Ivory, seven for 23, and he has a 36-yard reception. Eric Decker, little value. Brandon Marshall being shut out. So in a shocking development, and I say that sarcastically, uh, Thursday night football is once again a snooze fest. Don't forget, you can give us a call tonight, 347-838-8088. Join us in the chat room. Post any fantasy football questions or any questions in general about fantasy sports. Heck, I'll even talk some baseball. Big trade today. Andrelton Simmons traded from Atlanta to the L.A. Angels for uh, Ibar and a few other pieces there. Um, follow us on Twitter at A. Aniano Fantasy. Facebook, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. And... Uh, Doug, we're going to get to all the stuff we normally do. We're going to get to all the games and preview all the fantasy uh, impact players and fantasy potential disappointments that are out there. But before we do, um, I want to spend a few minutes talking about the the breaking news from, I believe it was yesterday, uh, the continued uh, attack on the daily fantasy sports game, FanDuel DraftKings leading that charge. Uh, the New York Attorney General... Uh, Basically said it's gambling. FanDuel's going to continue operating as is, but um, they're trying to get this thing ended. There's been some changes in the state of Washington as well in terms of the amount of money that can be played. And joining us in this conversation is a, a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, a man who does probably, in my opinion, the best baseball podcast out there. He does it every morning. And uh, the legend himself from SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, my good friend Lenny Melnick. Lenny, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, uh, it's a, nice to be here with you and Doug. And uh, I got to tell you something: every day it gets more exciting with this uh, daily fantasy sport. Actually, I'm in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I just got word about an hour ago that there's going to be a rally in Manhattan tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And uh, not only am I packing my bags so I can make it on time, as uh, I, it's, you know, it's really. It really tells a story about who's running this show here uh, to to give people 
a one day, and you live in New York, Anthony, so you know, mm-hmm. to give people one day's notice to get to Manhattan at 8 a.m. in the morning. I mean, if they don't have a, a respectable show, uh, uh, I would say that we, they would have been better off not doing this at all uh, because if they, if they could be embarrassed. I can't imagine filling the streets of Manhattan uh, with one day's notice to get there at 8 a.m., fighting the morning traffic, having to leave your job. Uh, I, I think somebody missed the boat here, but we'll find out tomorrow morning. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I saw this. I heard about it, I guess, about 5, 6 o'clock this evening, and I thought the same thing. Well, too late for me now. There's no way I can arrange my right. schedule to be out, of, yep. be out of the house by, I don't know, 6.30 in the morning to be outside the Attorney General's office for uh, 8 a.m. Going to be interesting who's there. I'm, uh, I'm assuming uh, a few guys who have made a few bucks, uh, a couple of the top echelon daily fantasy players will be there, um, and maybe some definitely be some people we both know, Lenny. But sure. uh, I can't imagine there being a big crowd. But, Lenny, what do you think of this whole thing? You know, Vegas comes out. Uh, uh, they do what they do. Now New York, there's, there's, room, there's talk of the state of Washington. The CEO of FanDuel has been all over. Uh, he was on SiriusXM show, I think, yesterday with Jeff Manns. He blew off Mike Francesa, which I kind, fu- uh, kind of find funny. Um, I mean, I have my feelings on the whole thing, but I'm curious – you have been around fantasy sports what seems like forever. That's why you're known as a legend. What are your thoughts on this whole fiasco? Well, first of all, the combination of the short notice for the rally, had they had it a week later on a weekend, perhaps people would come in for various parts of the country. Uh, there is a convention going on in New York tomorrow. Uh, a, uh, I think Roto Grinders is sponsoring it. So they'll get mm-hmm. you know some support from the people who've come in from the convention. And then, like you mentioned, uh, Nigel Eccles uh, blew off Mike Francesa after he promoted him for two hours. And then he goes on with Jeff Manns and says he, he would like to speak to the people of New York and explain his position uh, directly. And, and he had a chance to do it, and he goes on the FanDuel show. So um, I got right. a lot of respect for the guy. He's obviously a bright guy, and uh, I would it would have been terrific. You know, if he would have made uh, a good showing on the Francesa show, uh, then I'll tell you what, he missed a chance to really earn some points with the public. But uh, to answer your question, this thing with New York, first of all, let me just explain what's really going on. Uh, Of course, they have a couple of days, five days uh, in which to either try to uh, change the mind of the attorney general or come to some kind of reasonable compromise. Uh, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Their next step is to take it to court and uh, and, uh, put a a restraining order on on the whole thing and uh, continue to operate, okay? So uh, don't think that New Yorkers uh, are going to be lacking for their fantasy uh, 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 sports fix. Uh, There's a pretty good chance they could keep playing it uh, with this restraining order or injunction whatever you want to call it. Now, the caveat there is that the attorney general says, uh, if you guys work with me, no problem. If you don't work with me, uh, it'll go from a civil uh, situation to a criminal situation. And that's where it's going to get really interesting because there are a couple of items there in that list that would really make it very difficult for uh, some of the boys who own the sites. Yeah, you know, I mean, 
Lenny, I, I mean, I have my fear, and, you, and you're like me in terms of we are both more of a fan. I'm not speaking disparagingly about the daily game, but we're both more of right. a fan of the seasonal league. I mean, you and I play in seasonal baseball leagues together. Uh, we enjoy that more. That's how it all started. Um, daily fantasy sports came along. And, and daily, to me, daily fantasy sports is more about the money. The seasonal league is more about the camaraderie, the guys, the, the fun of the whole thing. But to me, part of the blame of all this has to go to the DraftKings and the FanDuel. They grew at a rate that was sure to garner attention. Their advertising exploded on the scene that I've seen in chat rooms and in other places. People are sick of seeing it. You know, they're sick of hearing it. There are people who are sick of hearing it on SiriusXM. They're sick of seeing it on the, during the World Series broadcast, during the football games, and everywhere else. So, to me, too much too soon, they brought an awful lot of attention to themselves. Then there was a whole thing with that one kid who worked there who won some money. I, I, part, part of me wants them to say, stop playing the victim and realize some of this you did bring on yourself, guys. Yeah, and it happened so fast. Now, in the mid-1990s, 1996, fantasy sports was declared exempt from uh, the gambling laws. But it was called gambling. But it was called incidental gambling, like the NCAA pool. So, you know, don't think that uh, it was never taken as gambling, even for the season long. But it's incidental gambling. You're not going to bust a Thursday night card game. Uh, you're not going to bust an NCAA pool in, in the office. And that's how season-long fantasy sports was managed to get the exemption. Now, this daily game, uh, it, it's not the same game. It's not fantasy no. sports. I mean, nope. if they would have called the season-long fantasy sports by the name of long-time baseball, all right, uh, and, and the daily game comes along, they wouldn't be called long-time baseball. They'd be called something else. So it's not the same, and lawmakers are scratching their heads because of their own stupidity that they allowed this to go on for so long without examining it uh, uh, months ago. So that's that's the first thing. Uh, it's, it's just... Uh, it's not the same. So I think season long will forever be safe. And, yes, it yes. came on so quickly and so fast that, you know, there were a lot of things that were left uncovered. And, uh, look, if I owned it or anybody else that I know, uh, boy, it grew so fast. There were so many things like uh, you get the credit card and the PayPal companies not wanting to take their money anymore. That would shut them down. Uh, if you couldn't use a credit card, or you couldn't use PayPal, how do you pay for it? Uh, they're getting into it now. Uh, the co-mingling of funds. There's supposed to be a separate account for everybody with everybody's name on it, and here's the money, because the money belongs to you. If you put in 100 bucks, Anthony, that's your money. They're just holding it for you. They can't use it as part of their operational cost. If they are, they go to jail. That's as simple as that. That's a federal offense. So anyway, the point is, is that there are so many. It's a great game. I loved. I really enjoy playing the game. Uh, certain. By the way, uh, if you give me an opportunity, I'll tell you how we can make this fan friendly. Because I am going to. I'm going to give you a scoop now. I can't mention the company's name yet, but I'm going to be a spokesman for a daily game company in just a couple of weeks. 
and it, but it's going to be a whole different ball game. It's going to be fan friendly, where you can play on an equal playing field, and, and and make this thing fun. Okay, we may limit the prizes, but you know what's going to happen, Anthony? Uh, you know anything about horse racing? Very little. A little bit. Okay, horse racing. To enter a horse uh, in, 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 you know, either a standard bread or a thoroughbred, you have to enter it at the beginning. Non-winners of $500. That's what it's going to be. You're going to have non-winners of $500, non-winners of $700, and that's how, you know, that's where you can enter. So you're entering an equal playing field with people who have won less than 500 or 800, whatever the numbers are. And then within that framework, you're going to be able to play one entry per, two entries per, three or so on. Uh, you know, But that'll make it even. Because when they talk about skill, Anthony and Doug, uh, here's, the, here's the thing that makes me laugh. You can't even tell if it's skill because skill in itself means you have to show a degree of excellence. Translate that to daily fantasy, it means you have to show that you're winning, okay? Now, within the framework of winning, uh, is it a skill if you're putting in a 1,000 entries and somebody else is putting in two? No. So they can't even measure to see if it's a skill. They can't measure it to see if it's a skill uh, because it's not an equal playing field. So there's so many things that are just uh, really just so uh, so crazy, but... Um, I really do believe that there's only one answer, and that is and we'll, it's 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 exactly the same thing as horse racing. You know, you look in the uh, in the program, you handicap the race, and you bet on the horses. Okay, it's the same thing. It's paramutual betting, exactly the same. It's a pool. They take out their expenses and their cut, and they distribute the rest of the money. So it's it's exactly horse racing, and it should be under the gaming laws. It should be regulated the same, and uh, and away we go. It's a great hobby. It's a great thing to play, but it's got to be regulated. Does it survive, Lenny? Yeah, of course it'll survive. There are too many okay. people that enjoy playing it, but it's got to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's got to be played properly. I mean, if mm-hmm. you ask FanDuel or you ask DraftKings this very simple question, how do you know that people aren't sneaking in and changing lineups. How do they know? You know what the answer is by Jason Robbins? His answer to that question was we keep records. Now, you tell me if that's going to fly. And I know that in horse racing, years ago, they had ways of of placing bets, the people in the know. You have that kind of money in there. There's going to be somebody who's going to want to get their hands into the pile. Uh, but they uncovered a scheme a couple of years ago where people were placing bets 10 seconds after the race went off because it was discovered that any horse, you had a better chance of winning the race when your horse was leading after 10 seconds, okay? So after 10 seconds, they put it Anyway, they, they, ha- they implemented systems where this can happen. I mean, it's a tremendous expense. FanDuel, DraftKings, mm-hmm. nobody has that. They don't have it. So when you ask the question, could anybody go in and change lineups? They'll say no, because we trust everybody or we keep records. But they have to implement a very expensive system to say, no, it can't happen, and here's why. This is what we have to prevent it. Fair enough, fair enough. 
All right, Lenny. Well, listen, I appreciate your uh, your input on this, and, and I, I agree with just about everything you were saying. I really do. Yeah. Um, okay. That's you know, I'm just happy. You know what's funny, Lenny? I actually got yeah. a couple of people on Twitter, a couple of other people who honestly asked me, and this is, this is the part that, that annoys me. This is what pisses me off about the whole thing, is it's put a black eye on all forms of fantasy sports. And that's what bothers me, because there are people out there who have asked me, family, friends, and said, is, is my league that I'm in with my brother and my friends, is that in danger? And, you know, obviously my answer is no, it's only the daily game. But if you listen to Francesa, or I was listening to Michael Kay yesterday on ESPN Radio, they just kept referring to it as fantasy sports. And for the person mm-hmm. who doesn't play or, or doesn't know, they, they're going to just assume that all fantasy sports is corrupt. And right. something that's meant to be fun, like Doug and I are in leagues together that are fun, like you and I are in leagues together that are fun, and a bunch of guys get together on draft night, drink a few beers. Playing against you is not fun. Wait a second. <laughs> well, that's because I always win. never been fun. All right, never been I win. fun. I hate your, I hate your guts when I see your name in the standings ahead of me, and I'll never play with you again, you cheater. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what bothers me, Lenny, and that, and and I mean, I don't know. But I always look forward uh, to our NL only league, so I could beat you year after year after year. Yeah, year after year. But I'll tell you, you're exactly right. I love the game. It can be a very interesting game to play. In conjunction with the daily, you know, with season long, I mean, you know, there's ways to play it and have have fun. Uh, but you know, we built. Uh, when I say we, uh, there's a bunch of guys still around who have helped develop and build for 30 years what we call season long fantasy sports. These people come around under our heading and totally disrespect the season long uh, yep. game by by saying. No need to have that that lengthy draft. Uh, no need to wait till the end of the year. No need to wait, to, you know, to get paid. No need for this. No need for that. Bashing the game that they came in on our coattails. Okay, it's not even the same game. And now I get emails from the same people who have said nasty things about uh, the the season long. We need your. We got to be support. We got to stick together now. All right. You know what I say to that? Bull dinky. Okay. We've got to <laughs> stick together. All right. We're, you know, anyway, listen, uh, I'm not here to knock anything other than you. All right. And your ability <laughs> to play the NL only game, even though you beat me. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, especially if they take, if they make this into a criminal suit. Yeah. Should be, uh, should be interesting. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk again as this continues to develop. But listen, I know okay. you're out traveling the country, watching baseball, Absolutely. visiting yes. friends. Um, give me a holler when you get home and uh, back here on the island, and let's get some dinner one night. Okay. Come, oh, only if you come to my website, which is more of a fraternity than anything else, LennyMelnickFantasySports.com. So uh, I call it a fraternity. I don't call it a website. You have to actually introduce yourself. Uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun, so. I just wanted to, to give that uh, shameless plug right there. Lenny Melnick <laughs> Fantasy Sports. I'm on it. It is it is a fun site. I like going on there and checking things out. And uh, Lenny, you did a great job with that site. And uh, I'll get Doug to join Thank up you. tonight before we get off. And, uh, oh, and don't yeah. forget, Lenny, your podcast. When's your podcast? Every morning, 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, anything goes. 
let's put it that way, okay? Anything goes. So we'll <laughs> see. And I've, I've, yes, I've been known to rant. Uh, I've been even known to keep the microphone open at the end of the show and argue with Andrea, you know, for the next hour where people can hear that, all right? And I don't think that hasn't happened, all right? So uh, you never know what you're going to hear. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, Lenny, enjoy the rest of the tr- your trip, and we'll talk real soon, buddy. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lenny. All right. Bye-bye. Lenny Melnick, Lenny, Lenny Melnick, FantasySports.com, uh, Sirius XM. He's all over the place. Doug, great guy. And, I mean, Doug, I don't disagree with anything he said there. What about you? Uh, pretty much no. You know, it's unbelievable. I mean, a long story short, I mean, in summary, it's pretty insane that you can hang out at OTB, you know, and gamble as much as you want while you're doing New York scratch-offs, you know, as much as you want. And then you can go to a bar next door and play quick pick for four or five hours and gamble that way, but they have a problem with this. Yeah, but you know what? The the point Lenny made, and I see it myself, is there's been a level of disrespect given to, I don't want to say the founding fathers, but of, you know, that that's the, the term that's popping into my head, of fantasy sports. Lenny Melnick has been playing fantasy baseball and football for 30 years. He is, he, Lenny Melnick aired the original podcast ever on fantasy sports. He has the audio, I've actually listened to it. And you've got new people now, and I've seen it on Twitter, go after Lenny and other traditionalists. Uh, who knock the season game, make fun of the season game. Because, in my opinion, Doug, it's not about sport to them. It's about the daily game, which is all about making money. Agreed. You follow me? Agreed. And they mock where it all started. Without seasonal fantasy sports, there would be no daily sport. You know, these guys on this daily game took something that already existed and found a way, I don't want to say to make better, but found a way to make money off of it. For some people, that would be better. But well, you know, me, They made not. it easier. They made it easier. Because in, in the season-long game, you know as well as I do, you, you can spend weeks researching. For, for the daily game, you don't have to research at all. Well, if you want to win, you have to. If you don't want to win, you don't have to. All right. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to really compete and win, you're going to put in as much research as you normally do. You're going to study the numbers and everything else. If you, you could literally walk in and pick a lineup, and maybe you'll get lucky. I mean, I do agree. There is, there is skill involved in the game. If you want to win, there is plenty of research that goes into it. Um, if you just want to get lucky, then you just throw a lineup together. But anyway, going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. Now, while Lenny was on, we did have a caller or two, but I didn't want to stop uh, what Lenny was talking about. So if you're listening um, and you want to call back, give us a call, 347-838-8088. Chat room is also open. So feel free, uh, if you're still there, to give us a buzz, and we'll answer any of your fantasy sports questions. Quick update, Buffalo Bills and the Jets. Bills running away with this at this point. Score is now 22-3. to um, Buffalo side of the ball, Tyrod Taylor threw a touchdown pass to Carlos Williams for 26 yards. 
Charles Clay, 4 for 40. McCoy, 4 for 39. Um, LaShawn McCoy, 10 carries for 71 yards to go along with 4 for 39 on in through the air. So Buffalo's running away with this in the third quarter. All right, Doug, let's get rolling. Seasonal game, my favorite, your favorite as well. Um, and let's start with Sunday's games. The Detroit Lions going against the Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a must-start at the quarterback position for the Packers. We know that. It's not up for debate. But let's talk about Matt Stafford, Doug. Uh, the Green Bay Packers this season, they're giving up about 22 points a game to opposing quarterbacks. They've allowed 10 touchdowns, passing and one rushing on the season. Stafford has not been good. We know that. How much faith do you have in Stafford? Are you starting him? Well, uh, you know, I actually have him as a backup. I have uh, Matt Ryan starting. And I'm, right now I'm debating on starting uh, Stafford or Joe Flacco. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really up in the air. I mean, I, I, like you said, there is about 22, 23 points a game against the Packers. Um, I very well may start Stafford this week. Um, it's basically between he and Flacco, and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with, with either of them, I, I think. Yeah, Flacco's going against the Jaguars. Jaguars also basically giving up the same amount of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, although they've given up 14 touchdowns compared to only the 10 that the Packers have given up. problem with, the, with the, uh, Flacco is Steve Smith is out. Your number one receiver is Kamar Aiken. Uh, that's right. a little bit scary. At least Stafford should have Calvin Johnson questionable with an ankle. But, um, but I'm going to stay away from Stafford. 13 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Your situation's a little different, but uh, in most cases, I would stay away from Matt Stafford myself. He's just too inconsistent. Doug, let's talk running games because both of these teams have issues. Uh, Joyke Bell, he kind of had a decent game last week, uh, averaged about seven yards a carry. Amir Abdul has been a huge disappointment. And Theoretic in PPR leagues, he's given you about 10 points a game in PPR leagues. Who do you like out of the Detroit backfield? Are you willing to go with any of these guys? Um, you know, Green Bay plays the running back pretty well, allows about 18 points a game to opposing running backs. Um, the only guy I will play out of that backfield is Redick. Uh, Bell, I won't play anymore. Abdullah, I've actually dropped in two leagues. Yeah. I, won't, I mean, it's, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, and he's done nothing in about eight weeks. So I'll yeah. start Reddick and PPR, and that's it. Yeah, now on the other side of things, though, um, Detroit is terrible defending the run, third worst in the league. They allow 20 points, 24 points per game to opposing running backs. But the question becomes, who is the Packers running back this week, Doug? James Stalks has clearly outplayed Eddie Lacy. Uh, Lacy's banged up, nicked up, whatever you want to say. I personally say James Stalks is the guy to run with this week. But in the back of my mind, I say to myself, that's crazy. Eddie Lacy was a top-five draft pick. How am I benching him? Am I wrong in going James Starks, or would you follow the same lead as me? No, uh, well, we're out of Green Bay right now. Is it Starks is the lead running back. Um, I have Lacy in one league, and uh, last week I contemplated sitting him. This week I'm definitely going to bench him. I would start Starks. I would not start Lacy this week. It hurts to say yeah, it. I just... It's my third pick of the, of the draft. But, he, I mean, he's done nothing. He's losing me games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not even that, you know, it's funny. You talk about there's sometimes a fantasy player who you put him in. Like, for example, Theo Reddick. 
I'm putting Theo Reddick in as a bi-week replacement for Devonta Freeman. Mm-hmm. I don't expect Theo Reddick to win me the game, but I also know he won't lose me the game. He'll give me that 10 points <clears throat> that will keep me in the mix, you know? Eddie Lacy is losing you games. Now, uh, just an update, you know, Mike McCarthy has named James Starks the Packers' number one running back. Um We'll stay with a one-two punch, he goes on to say. But James Starks is the starting running back. He is the number one guy in Green Bay. And, and, and in this matchup against Detroit, it's a big matchup. Is there any way you would start, Lacey, Doug? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you have to figure this. Uh, I think Detroit against the run is, is the third worst team in the league. Uh, you you, you got to hope the Packers pull away and then throw Lacey in there to clean things up, and maybe he can do a mop-up role. But, I mean, if I have Reddick or a Yeldon or, uh, you know, even even Bell I might put in ahead of Lacey. Uh, it's, if I'm real thin, if, I, if I'm getting hurt by the bye week, uh, but, you know, for the most part, I'm keeping him out. I'm going to have, in one league, I have, uh, I have I think, Vereen, I have Yeldon, I have Doug Martin. That's more than enough to put ahead of Lacey. Yeah, I agree. Just a quick update on the bye weeks. Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman. The Colts, remember, no Andrew Luck, lacerated kidney. So T.Y. Hilton, Frank Gore are the big losses there. The Chargers, Phillip Rivers, Danny Woodhead, Antonio Gates. Wide receivers in San Diego are a mess. Malcolm Floyd, Keenan Allen out. You're looking at Stevie Johnson, Inman there. And the 49ers, who don't have much going for them offensively, those teams are all on buys. Now, Doug, what about the wide receivers? Calvin Johnson, I think he's got to play. Randall Cobb, he has to play. Um, Golden Tate, James Jones, Devontae Adams. Um, Detroit's allowing about 25 points per game to opposing running uh, wide receivers. Are you playing Adams? Are you playing James Jones? Uh, I'm playing both those guys. I'm just playing both those guys. Uh, it, 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 you know, the way the Packers have been, it's, it's a division game. You know, the, the Packers have uh, been underperforming lately. And it's home in Green Bay, and this is one of those games that I, I don't think I would want to be on the Lions team because I think that Green Bay is going to light it up. Um, yeah, I could see them lighting it up, and I agree. I do have Devontae Adams in my lineups. In a 12-team or less, though, I am not going out of my way to get James Jones in. I mean, he's only seen about three or four targets a game, a couple of catches. Essentially, if James Jones does not get in the end zone, he's really not doing anything for you. Adams went for over 100 yards last week. He's established himself or reestablished himself as the number two running uh, wide receiver there in Green Bay behind Cobb. Uh, James Jones is a deeper league only option, maybe a bye week fill-in. But uh, as much as he gets in the end zone, there's just not enough targets for me to fully trust him, Doug. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one more person I would put in there, I would put Ebron uh, against the Packers. The Packers against tight ends are not uh, particularly, uh, you know, strong. They're 11th, uh, 11th from the bottom. They're giving up about nine points a game. And he, and he can, you know, he, he'll give you four or five uh, catches, and he'll, he, you know, he'll, he'll he'll probably give you double digits against the uh, the Packers, I think. Probably will. What about Golden Tate? 
Um, and this is my advice. Somebody asked me, would you play Golden Tate? And I said, my answer is simple. Yes, if um, Calvin Johnson is out. You saw Golden Tate played very well last year while Calvin was out. If Calvin Johnson does not play, I'll put Golden Tate in my lineup. If Calvin Johnson's there, Golden Tate's value is limited. Um, Green Bay only allows 21.7 points per game to opposing wide receivers. I'm, I'm, I, I'd stay away from Golden Tate myself if Calvin's active. Your thoughts on Golden Tate? No, you know, I think a lot of times he, he benefits when uh, Calvin Johnson's in the game because he's getting the double coverage. Uh, I have no problem putting him in even if Calvin's in. All right, fair enough. We disagree on Golden Tate. Um, you know, uh, and, now, and there we go with that. All right, Doug, let's move on. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, we'll start with the Cowboys. I've got to play Darren McFadden, Jason Witten, and Des Bryant. I think all three of them right now are must-starts. They've earned that. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I agree. Uh, Witten is finally back in my start column. He's been out, he's been out of there for a while. He hasn't been doing very well, but uh, yeah, Tampa Bay is giving up. I think I think I want to say about seven point six, almost eight points a game to tight ends, and uh, I think he's going to have a good game this week. Yeah, they're giving up about seven point six points per game to opposing tight ends, which is not a terrible number. It's middle of the pack, so he's pretty useful there. Um, Tampa against the opposing running backs. If you talk about Darren McFadden, Tampa defense against opposing running backs. You know, they, they're they right there in the middle. They're giving up about 18 points a game. But this is the best offensive line in football. I think Darren McFadden will be fine. And Des Bryant is matchup proof. You play him every single week. Doug, what about the Tampa side of things? Jameis Winston, I am loving the way the guy has been playing. Last week, if, if Mike Evans didn't drop six passes, uh, Jameis Winston would have thrown for over 300 yards. Without any difficulty, he would have had a terrific. He had a good game anyway, but it would have been even a better game against the a pitiful Giants defense. Well, this week he plays a Dallas defense that's pretty tough. Only allows about 18 points per game to opposing QBs. Uh, Vincent Jackson probably not going to play. Hoping they get Austin Farn Jenkins back at the tight end position, who I do like this week if he plays. But would you roll if you're a Matt Ryan owner or a Andrew Luck or a Philip Rivers owner? Would you go with Jameis Winston? You know, I, I would, Anthony. And I was, I was thinking last week as I was screaming at my television because I had Evans playing, he left he left a good 10 points on the field with those drops. I mean, they were right in his Easily. hands, too. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping somebody read him the right act uh, this week and will have a bounce-back game. I mean, he had a good game anyway, but he, sh- he should have had an uh, you know, outstanding game. And he had a good game, and I'm hoping I'm hoping he got hell from somebody because the guy needs to hang on to those balls. They're right in his hands. Even you and I could possibly catch those balls. Uh, yeah, Winston, I'm going to start. I, I definitely agree with that. Anthony, I wanted to ask you, what about Castle? Would you start Matt Castle? Tampa Bay is giving no. about 24 points per game. Yeah. I know, I saw that, but I, I can't trust Matt Castle. I can't. Um, he hasn't done anything, in my opinion, to earn a start. Um, I know the matchup is favorable, but you know what? Tampa did a decent job last week against Eli Manning and Odell Beckham. Um, I can't I can't trust Matt Castle. I'll play everybody else from Dallas. I won't play Matt Castle, Doug. 
But yeah. you know who I will? I mean, Doug Doug Martin has a t- Dallas Cowboys. I didn't even realize this, right? I'm sitting here looking at some stats before we go on the air. Right. Dallas Cowboys are the second worst team in defending running backs in, uh, in terms of giving up rushing points. They're giving up 24 points a game to opposing running backs. Terrific matchup for not only Doug Martin, but Charles Sims as a potential flex play, Doug. No, I agree. I was looking at the same statistics, second to last to the Chargers. That surprised me. That surprised me. Yeah. Uh, Doug Martin, uh, I was a little nervous last week. They took him out of the game for a while. They put Sims in. Um, I think, I'm sorry, refresh my memory. Did Martin put the ball on the ground one time? He lost one. I don't he? believe so. He may have, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, they, they're in line for both of them. PPR, definitely both those guys. Sims in a flex position. Martin as a running back, too. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I'd even use Martin as an RB1 this week. I would even go yeah. Martin could be your RB1. The matchup yeah. is good. And let me tell you, Doug Martin is back to being Doug Martin, Doug. I mean, he's in the top ten. I think he's in the top five in rushing. He's had a nice season, closing in on 700 yards already. Yeah, he's having a great bounce-back season. There's a lot of preseason hype. Um, I bought into it. Sometimes it bites you in the butt. Sometimes it doesn't. And uh, he's paying he's paying some nice dividends for a lot of people. Uh, he's he's looking really good. And, I don't, you know, I don't think he's going to slow down. And if I'm not mistaken, they have a pretty decent schedule. So, actually, yeah, they, they do. They have Dallas. Then they have Philadelphia, Indi- uh, Indianapolis, Atlanta, who, whose defense is a little bit tougher than I think people give credit for, and New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, he's a guy you definitely want to roll with. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Mike Evans, even though he had the six drops, he had a huge game, continue to play him. Doug, Carolina traveling to Tennessee. Um, you know, Tennessee's pass defense is better than people realize. But, you know, Carolina Panthers, they're undefeated. Uh, Tennessee Titans on the season, they're giving up about 22 points a game to opposing QBs. I'm all in. I'm okay with going with Cam Newton. I'm okay going with uh, tight end Greg Olson. Doug, my question, and this is the question everybody, right, those are the obvious. Question about Carolina, their running back, and um, uh, Jonathan Stewart, would you use him against Tennessee? That's a good question, and, and I, I agree. I think Tennessee, they're one of those defenses where I think they're a, a couple of draft picks away from being a really, really solid defense. You know, so uh, I think this week, um, I, I think I would definitely roll with Jonathan Stewart as a, as a flex. Um, I'm looking at my point. I mean, they're only giving up 14, almost 15 points a game against running backs. Uh, you know, I, I'd, go with, I'd go with Stewart this week against the Titans. Yeah, I would use Stewart in in a, in a twelve team as a potential back as a low end running back two flex type of player. Yeah, they're, they're they're one of the better defenses against the run, so I downgrade Stewart flex type of play. Now, what about Tennessee, Doug? Uh, Marcus Mariota and Antonio Andrews. Delaney Walker plays. He's a top flight tight end. Right. Um, Mariota against the Panthers defense. Let's start with that. You know, the kid throws touchdowns. We know that much. Would you start Mariota in this matchup against Tennessee? You know, I was going back and forth with this one for a while. I mean, like you said, the guy throws touchdowns. And, uh, I mean, he's – I think he's overachieving this year quite a bit. And you know what? I finally settled in that, yeah, I mean, until he gives me a reason not to, I'm going to start the guy. Mm-hmm. 
You know, Carolina on the season, they have allowed 11 touchdown passes, but have 13 interceptions, giving up 21 points a game to opposing QBs, which just puts them pretty much in the middle of the pack. Um, but again, if it's a bye week situation, let me ask you this. Would you rather go Winston or Mariota this week? Uh, this week, I would go Winston. I think they've... Uh, um, the, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think... Uh, I feel I just you know like we said if Evans can hang on to the ball and I think he will this week. Uh, I mean he could really light it up. I, I think uh, Winston. He, I mean they're they're a weak. The Cowboys aren't the defense is pretty weak. Um, I'd be much more comfortable going against the Cowboys defense than against the, uh, the you know Carolina. Like you said, they're undefeated, and the defense is a massive reason why they're undefeated. What about if I threw Stafford or Mariota? Uh, don't do that, you dirty dog. Stafford or me? Uh, I'd go Mariota. I'd go Mariota against the Panthers. You know, I think they are. You know what? Yeah, I, I think he's more consistent. Stafford is a boomer bust guy. He'll give you either 350 yep. yards and two touchdowns, or he'll give you, you know, 175 yards and, you know, a touchdown and two picks. Now, Doug, the other name to mention, let's talk about the wide receivers there. Carolina's defense plays the wide receivers pretty tough, about 19 points a game. Uh, Tennessee's top draft pick, Doriel Green Beckham, though, is starting to get involved and be more active. Are you willing to trust him in a 12-team league as a wide receiver three type of role, or have you not seen enough of Green Beckham, uh, especially with Kendall Wright out? Beckham was useful. Uh, I think he had about 77 receiving yards. Are we ready to trust Doriel Green Beckham or not quite yet? If you're going with a 12-team league, three wide receivers and a flex, yes, I'll start him. So he's a wide receiver three, flex type of play, in your opinion. Now, what about Antonio Andrews, running back from Tennessee? I've been down on the guy, but I'm, I'm starting to buy in a little bit because he is getting the volume. There's nobody else there in Tennessee right now. David Cobb, I know, is coming back. I'm willing to take a flyer on him off the waiver wire, uh, storm on my bench. But, you know, Andrews rushed for, I believe it was 88 yards last week. He had a decent game. Carolina's defense, uh, middle of the pack, allowing about just under 20 points a game to opposing running backs. I'm using Antonio Andrews as an RB2. You know, I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet. I, I, I can't commit. I can't commit to him yet. Um, Antonio <laughs> Andrews or Theo Reddick? Reddick. Andrews or Starks? Starks. Andrews or Jonathan Stewart in the same game? I'm going to go uh, – that's tough. I'm going to go with uh, Stewart. I'll go with Stewart. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, Doug, let's I'm not, I'm not in uh, yet for him. I'm not ready yet. You're not all in there. Ownable, nope, not you're yet. not ready to start him. Fair enough. No, yeah, by the way, um, the same Cobb may be a healthy scratch this week from what I've read. Yeah, he so, they might not be ready to go to him. Yeah, that's a lot of touches for Andrews. He's going to get 15 to 20 touches, so there is some vo- uh, value in that, that's for sure. Right. Doug, Chicago Bears, St. Louis Rams, Matt Forte, he's, they're saying he's kind of doing some things. Langford was terrific last week. Um, the Rams are a different animal, though, defensively. Uh, you know, St. Louis Rams allow 17 points a game to opposing running backs. 
We know if Forte's active, you got to play him. Do you have to play Langford? Um, you know, yeah, I think I think you do. I'm not convinced that Forte mm-hmm. is fully healthy yet. I mean, he's a competitive guy. He's a he's a, he's a superstar athlete. He wants on the field. Is he going to come back before he's 100? percent Who knows? You know, I mean, I'm not playing Cutler. I'll play Keenan Allen. I'll play Langford, and I'll I'll play Forte. Forte, Langford, right? Whichever running back. If, if Forte's active, you play Forte. If he's not, you play Langford. I agree. Alshon Jeffrey is a must-start. He's one of the top ten wide receivers in the league. I think you got to go with him. Do you start Cutler this week uh, against the Rams' defense? Negative. I do not. Rams' defense right now, right. is the second. Go ahead, Doug. I was going to say that they've given up about 16, 17 points against opposing quarterbacks. The second worst team. I'm sorry, uh, the second-best team against the pass. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm playing, I'm playing Cutler, not even on a bet. I agree. You know, there are certain teams right now who you don't – you avoid the Broncos. Right now, I think you avoid the Seahawks. They've been playing lights out defensively. And the Rams are up there. You cannot throw the ball against the Rams right now. You just can't do it. Doug, what about the Rams? Todd Gurley is a must-start Tavon Austin has been a sneaky flex play all year. Other than that, there's not much interested in the Rams uh, offensively. Nick Foles, no way. But let me ask you this. Are you willing to sign Wes Welker off the waiver wire? Um, nope, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, he was a great guy back in the day. And even when he was on his decline, he was a great guy to have as a flex uh, but those days are over. I'm not, I'm not buying in. Just let somebody else make that pick up. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think he's one shot away, and then he's going to be off your team. Not yep. worth the waiver wire pick. Um, what's going to happen? He's probably going to get four catches for 40 yards, and people will start adding them like crazy. All right, Doug, we move on. Saints versus the Redskins. Now, here's an interesting one. The, Red, the Saints defense is the worst in the league in defending opposing quarterbacks. They give up almost 29 points a game to opposing QBs. Is that statistic enough for you to put Kirk Cousins in your lineup? Let me ask you this question. If you're going to answer a question with a question, I like it. Yeah, don't you hate that? Would you go, <laughs> and like I said, I'm, I'm on, I, have, I have Matt Ryan on a bye week. I have available to, uh, available to me, I have Stafford, Cousins, and Flacco. I'm leaning towards Cousins a little bit. What say you? The, the, the Saints defense, I mean, the numbers don't lie, Doug. The Saints defense, listen to this, has allowed 24 passing touchdowns this season. And the only next four picks. High, <laughs> and only four picks. The, and two rushing touchdowns to QBs. I'm not too concerned right. about that with Kirk Cousins, though. The <laughs> next highest total of passing touchdowns is allowed is Tampa Bay with 19. They've allowed five more passing touchdowns than any other team out there. No I'd go bueno. Kirk Cousins. You know, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying get cute and bench the guy who's gotten you to the dance. That's right. not what I'm saying. But in a situation like yours, Stafford, um, you're reliant on, uh, you know, you're, you're running different guys in and out there. Cousins against the Saints 
is a terrific matchup due to injury. You've lost Ben Roethlisberger. You've lost Andrew Luck. Matt Ryan's on by. Phillip Rivers is on by. Whatever the case may be. Maybe you've been going with Carson Palmer. You're afraid of him against the Seahawks. Okay. Uh, you got you have Jay Cutler. You're afraid of him against the Rams. <clears throat> Cousins is worth the start with this week. The numbers do not lie. The Saints are terrible against quarterbacks. 24 touchdowns is an astounding number. Um, yeah, I'd start. I would have to start. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins. I'd have to start Pierre Garcon. I'd have to start the tight end Jordan Reed. Deshaun yep. Jackson, I'm not as enthusiastic about him. I would use him maybe as a flex play. Uh, I'm in on, on the Washington playmakers there, Doug. Yeah, and think, think about the numbers. Like you said, they're averaging over two touchdowns a game to every quarterback. That's horrible. Yeah. Every horrible. game. You know, I, and I, I dare say Cousins, as of right now, you could compare him to last year's Tannehill. Yeah, I could see that. I wouldn't have thought it myself, but I I could see that, Doug. It just dawned upon me. Doug, what about what about the uh, what about Matt Jones running back for the Redskins? The Saints are not good against running backs either. They've given up eight combined touchdowns, five rushing, three receiving, giving up twenty one and a half points a game, uh, uh, fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. By week situation, injury situation. Matt Jones, I, I'll admit, Matt Jones has been god-awful. He's done nothing. If there's ever a game he has a chance to do something, though, this would be the one. Yeah, well, you got to keep in mind, though, he's playing against uh, New Orleans. They could be down God knows how much before you know it. So right there, that, that takes Morris out of the game because – they, they may be in a passing situation real early. Not Morris. Put, not Morris. Matt Jones. No, no, I, I agree no, with you. I, I, I'm, I'm I saying, want no part of Morris. No, no. What I mean is they could be playing. They, they could be playing from behind right away, which puts them into a oh, passing okay. situation, which takes Morris out of the game and puts Jones in the game. So for a flex in a, in a deeper leagues, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I like Matt Jones. I've never liked Alfred Morris. I've wanted no part of him this year. He's not even starting anymore. Matt Jones is the guy in Washington at this point. Um, he, he's getting most of the carries. Chris Thompson is getting the third down work. Jones still catches the ball out of the backfield, though. I think Matt Jones is a sneaky play and could be useful this week. Doug, same side of the ball. Mark Ingram, Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed, Drew Brees. 12-team PPR league. I'm starting all of those guys. I, I think they're the only guy I'm not starting Spiller. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Spiller's done nothing. He's been a pretty big disappointment this season, Doug. Uh, you, you, listen, you, you know I, I've had my man crush on him for a long time, and uh, he, he broke my heart. <laughs> he broke you know? it. No nice way to say it. He, he ripped your heart out, absolutely. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug. Miami Dolphins traveling to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Let's start with Miami. Um, Lamar Miller... Against an Eagles defense, we'll start with the running backs. Philadelphia Eagles defense, third best in the league in defending opposing running backs. Only teams better are the Saints, are the Jets and the Seahawks. Um, Eagles only allowing 13.9 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Have only allowed two total TDs, one rushing, one receiving. Miller has played well, but are you trusting <coughs> Lamar Miller? 
Keep in mind all the running back injuries and bye weeks. I still think Miller has to play, but I can't trust him as an RB1. You know, he's he, the numbers he puts up out of the backfield is just insane. He'll give you 35 yards on the ground and 85 in the air with, you know, five yeah. receptions. So, I mean, just for his PPR value alone, you have to start him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in a PPR league, he's much more valuable than in a standard league. Right. What about Ryan Tannenhill, Doug? Eagles allowing uh, about over 22 points a game to opposing QBs. Do we trust Tannenhill this week on the road in Philly? Um, no, not yet. Um, no. You know, he's 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 on a downslope. You know, one of these weeks he's going he's to have a bounce-back week. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to chance – when he starts bouncing back, then I'll play him. Until then, I'm just going to sit him. Uh, hopefully, he's not your number one uh, uh, quarterback. And you know what? I'll take a Cousins off the wave wire, wire over Tannehill this week. Yeah, the, the, the matchup, that matchup for Cousins keeps drawing me back. Uh, Tannehill, 13 touchdowns, 9 picks on the season. Wide receivers, I'm all in on Jarvis Landry. He's a PPR <clears throat> machine. Rashad Matthews, I'll stay away from. He disappears from time to time. Doug, Eagles side of the ball, Sam Bradford against the Miami defense. That allows about 22 points a game. They've given up 16 touchdowns. Bradford's not great. Ten touchdowns, ten interceptions on the season. Um, Who would you rather play, Bradford or Ryan Tannehill? Uh, Good question. I'd rather play Bradford right now. They came up a real nice win last week. They're, They're flying high, no pun intended, of course, and they're home. Uh, they're going to be fired up. I, I, you know, it could be a boomer bust week for him, but I, I think I'll start him this week. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much all in with the Eagles offense this week. Yeah, Demarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, and uh, to a lesser extent, and Jordan Matthews, all in on all of those guys as well. I am. I am. Yeah, I agree. I think those plays will be solid, Doug. Cleveland Browns traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, let's keep in mind, Big Ben probably not playing. Uh, uh, Jarvis um, uh, Landry Jones, I'm sorry, will be starting at quarterback for the Steelers. Let's start with the Steelers side of things. Doug D'Angelo Williams, he's a running back one, uh, especially this week. Cleveland, fifth worst defending running backs, over 23, almost 24 fantasy points a game. D'Angelo Williams had a big game last week. Doug, can we expect the same? You know, I'm one of those many, many guys in this country, Anthony, that had Bell played Williams. Bell came back and said, "Ah, I don't need him anymore." And I dropped him, and it's killing me because he is. is right. I agree. He's definitely a number one wide receiver. I mean, the guys. You know, I mean, I, I liked him in Carolina, but he was splitting time. He would get dinged up once in a while, and he's. I mean, he just looks so solid right now. There's no way he can't. There's no no one in their right mind would even consider benching him at this point. Nobody. I agree. I agree. 32 years old, and he's probably playing the best football of his life. Something yeah. to be said about that. Antonio Brown, Martavius Bryant, even with uh, Landry Jones, I, I, after the game uh, Antonio Brown had, you got to play both of those wide receivers, Doug, right? Yeah, you play them both, and uh, I'm playing Heath Miller this week, too. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's defense is just awful. They're terrible against the uh, the running back. They don't defend the wide receiver much better. Um, they they just give up points. There's no denying it. So uh, I'm okay rolling with many of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, offensive players. 
Now, what about on the Cleveland side of the ball, Doug? Is there anybody there in Cleveland you're willing to roll with? Um, I will roll with Duke Johnson in PPR leagues. Uh, you know, okay. he, he's he's uh, he, I don't want to say an un, unsung hero, but he's a guy. He, he's having a, a halfway decent year, especially for a rookie. Uh, I, if, in a, a deeper league, twelve team, you know, uh, flex position, I would roll with him. Yeah, Duke Johnson um, on the season. Not much through the ground, only 179 yards. He's averaging just right. over three yards a carry. But he does right. have 35 receptions, 369 yards, two touchdowns. Gary Barnage, the tight end from Cleveland, has been solid, 600 yards and six touchdowns. Travis Benjamin, 41 catches for 623 yards, four <coughs> touchdowns. Um, but he's been hit or missed, tough to trust. Maybe as a wide receiver three, you could play Travis Benjamin, but I'm not trusting him any higher than this. Say now, it, Doug, This next Say game, it. What's that? Say it. Say it. Johnny Football, are you going to start him? No. No? Yeah, me neither. No. And I, I I, do think Johnny Manziel deserves a chance at this point for Cleveland to start the rest of the season. I think Cleveland owes it to itself to see what they've got in the kid. Um, I, 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 I don't dislike him as much as many other people do, do. I think he's definitely been humbled. And I do think you start him the rest of the year, you see what he's got, but I'm not ready to, to put him into any fantasy football lineup, Doug. Yeah, I, I agree. We discussed him last week. We, we both uh, are mildly impressed with him, and we both agree that we, you know he, it's, it's his chance. I mean, it, listen, it's Cleveland. You have a guy like this. You, you, I mean, you're not playing for the playoffs. You're just not. So, like right. I said, Anthony, see what you got in the guy. See if he's your future. Give him a chance. Give him a fair chance. Give him, seven, you know, give him the rest of the season. See how he does. And you know, it, 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 you draft the guy in the first round. You know, you paid him some decent money. See what you got in him. You know, and, and if you bite the bullet, take the chance. See if he can win you uh, four or five games the rest of the season. Yeah, see what happens with him. See what he could do. I agree, Doug. All right, Doug. Uh, Jaguars at the Ravens, and this is fascinating. And I've been oh yeah, I am becoming as crazy as this sounds, a bigger and bigger Jacksonville Jaguars fantasy proponent than I ever thought it was humanly possible. You know, when I sit on DraftValley.com Saturday uh-huh. and Sunday mornings, right? I work the shift Saturday and Sunday mornings, usually from about seven to eleven a.m., and I just sit there and answer fantasy sports questions for four hours, right? It's a great gig. And Jaguar players come up in conversation all the time, particularly Alan Hearns, Blake Bortles, and Alan Robinson. A little less Alan Robinson. I think everybody believes in Alan Robinson. But Alan Hearns and Blake Bortles come up all the time. Now, I know Alan Hearns is hurt right now. He got hurt at the end of the game. Probably not going to play this week. But let me tell you something, folks. Bortles, Robinson, and Hearns, those are fantasy Stars this year. Absolute stars. And the Ravens are so, so terrible against the quarterbacks. They're second worst in the league behind the Saints. They cannot defend a thing. This is not the Baltimore Ravens we grew up hating that could stop anybody. they second worst in the league against opposing quarterbacks. They are second worst in the league. Doug, they're giving up 31.4 fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. They've allowed 14 passing touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this year. Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns if he plays, Blake Bortles. Doug, you get all those guys in your lineup this week. You know what's going to happen? I'm telling you right now, here's what's going to happen. 
all those guys you just mentioned, except for except for uh, Hearns. I mean, didn't really know much about him preseason. And I'll I'll include uh, Yeldon in this group as well. There were guys I was sleeping on all preseason. They've all paid massive dividends for me. I mean, Bortles. I'm I have a massive man crush on that guy. I mean, he's just yeah. unbelievable. Next year, everyone's going to have caught on. I'm not going to get any of them, and I'm going to be crushed. I love yeah. these guys. Bortles, I mean, Bortles, I have him in a keep league. I got him off the waiver wire, and I can keep him next year, and I'm seriously contemplating keeping him next, next uh, for next year, as well as Robinson. Yeah, I'm I mean, if they, it depends. Yeah, I am too. I can, I'm in a league that I could keep Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns has a touchdown on like five or six straight games at this point. I am, I agree. I am all in. And here's the funny part: I'm in a league, the league, one of the leagues you and I are in together. Somebody got cute today. The person I am playing against got cute, Uh-oh. and didn't do their research, and went by the names instead of the facts. And they took the Buffalo Bills defense out of their lineup, <laughs> who's got a bunch of sacks and a bunch of turnovers. And they added the Baltimore Ravens defense against Jacksonville. And I looked at that, and I just said, thank you. Thank you. Because you just hurt your team because you said, oh, it's the Jaguars. Their offense is terrible. Wrong. And it's the Ravens. Their defense is good. Wrong again. Double wrong. Jaguars should put up 35 points this week against Baltimore, Doug. Anthony, this is why people like myself – and Larry Melnick hates you because you fall into <laughs> things. Because you fall into things like this. They 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 play in they play in Baltimore because they still think it's their parent that you know the Baltimore that they grew up with. They still think that mm-hmm. Ray Lewis is out there. You know, I mean, I'm looking at Blake Bortles' numbers. Week week one, he had about 11, 12 points, and uh, week 17, uh, sorry, week seven, he put up about 17, 18 points. Besides, besides those two weeks, he's averaging about 27 points per game. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. He put up 20. He put up almost 30 points against the Jets. The Jets. Yep. I sat him. I thought, you know what? This is the week where I decide is he legitimate or is he not? Because even when he's putting up points, I'm reading about him, and people saying, oh, he still looked bad, but he gave you good points. Well, you know what? He's doing. He's getting the job done. He's one of those guys. He's, he's, you know, no correction. They're one of those teams, Anthony, where if they make some nice draft picks on the defensive side, and you know, firm up their offensive line a little bit, they're going to be the team to reckon with in about two or three years, big time. Oh, absolutely. I think it could be more than. I think it could be sooner than two or three years. I think their offense is ready to go right now. You've got two guys with over 600 receiving yards. You've got a young running back. I mean, it's what they've done. If they drafted them all at the same time and said, yep. okay, kids, grow up together, kind of like what the Raiders now are doing with Latavius Murray, Derek Carr, and Amari Cooper, we see how much better that offense is getting. You add some other pieces, like you said, these teams are going to be good. Doug, all in. I agree with you with the Jaguars' offense this week. What about the Ravens, Flacco, uh, Justin Forsett, I think you play this week. That's a no-brainer because we talk about the Jaguars' defense. You could still move the ball on them. Uh, this isn't a great defense. They're giving up over 21 points a game to opposing running backs. So you play Forsett. Um, if you need to, go ahead and play uh, Joe Flacco. But the question becomes, who's catching the ball there? Do you trust Kamar Aiken? Um, you know what? 
Not particularly, no. You know, show me something first, and then I'll, I'll, you know, right right now, if I picked him up, and and he's a big wave wide guy this week, if I picked him up, I'm still going to bench him. I'm still going to bench him. I'll see what he does with him on my bench, and then, see, you know, we'll see about next week. But right now, I'm not, I'm not going to play him. Jackson Vaughn's in the bottom half in points allowed to opposing wide receivers. They do a pretty good job, 24 points a game to opposing wide receivers. Aiken could have a nice game, but I don't expect a great game there, Doug. Uh, Doug, 4 o'clock games, um, Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Oakland Raiders. Vikings defense isn't terrible. Obviously, you're playing Adrian Peterson. Um, I'm willing to play Stephon Diggs of Minnesota, but that's really it for me for Minnesota, AP and Diggs. Um, am I missing anybody? Is there anybody else out there in Minnesota that you get in your lineup? No, that, no, that's it. That's it. Nobody that's, else. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Oakland gives up about 24 points a game to opposing wideouts. Diggs should have a decent game. What about the Raiders, Doug? Amari Cooper we know is a must start. Uh, Michael Crabtree's play terrific. Now, Minnesota allows about 19 <clears throat> points a game. They're pretty good against opposing wide receivers. Crabtree had a big game last week. Would you go back to Crabtree this week? You know what? Why not? Why not? You know, like you said, it's, and we said last week as well, it's really exciting right now in Oakland. For the first time in a long time, they have something to root for. A young quarterback. I know that the last name scared people. You know, David Carr, Derek Carr. But Derek uh, David Carr is obviously surpassing his brother. And, um, you know, um, as far as their offense – uh, except for running back, we'll see how Murray feels uh, come back from his, his concussion. But I'm all in with the uh, the Raiders' offense. Now, just a point of reference: Minnesota is the fourth best team in defending against opposing Q- QBs. Um, the only defenses that give up less fantasy points to quarterbacks are the Broncos, Rams, and Seahawks. Minnesota gives up 18.2 fantasy points a game. They've only allowed nine passing touchdowns on the season. Um, but I think Derek Carr, there's something to be said about the role Derek Carr is on. He is red hot. I mean, the guy, Doug, it, here's something interesting. This is what I want everybody to do. Go home and compare the numbers of Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. And I will tell you, they, you would not know the difference. All right? Derek Carr on the season, <clears throat> as, I'm, as I'm trying to pull up some numbers here and my, my iPad won't allow me. Derek Carr has thrown for 19 touchdowns on the season to only, I believe it's four interceptions and over 2,000 passing yards. 19 touchdowns, four picks, uh, 2,000 passing yards, a QB rating of 104.3. Now, I go to Green Bay and I go to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers on the season is sitting at 19 touchdowns, three interceptions, a QB rating of 108, and about 80 yes, less passing yards than Derek Carr. That, that, that's astounding to me, Doug. Well, it is. What's more astounding is, number one, you got one guy in round two, and you got the other guy off the waiver wire. How right. crazy is that? Here's the thing, right? We talk about how good the Minnesota pass defense is. Would you even consider benching Aaron Rodgers against Minnesota? No. Nope. No. So then why would you bench Derek Carr? 
Exactly. No, I mean, you know what? You, if if Derek Carr is your hot hand, uh, if you have you know somebody who's banged up, who's on who's on a bye week, he's a guy. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm confident. Just let him ride. You roll with him. Just let him ride. See what he does. He's earned that this year. I mean, 19 touchdowns and four four picks is good for anybody. Let alone oh. a guy who you know. Let, let alone a guy this young. It's, I mean, he's just that's ridiculous. Yep. Quick update on the Jet-Buffalo game. The Jets are trying to come back here. Um, They were down at one point pretty big. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick just threw another touchdown. It is now 22-17, and now Fitzpatrick is getting hot. Uh, 163 yards and a touchdown, uh, two touchdown passes, one to Eric Decker, one to Brandon Marshall. Uh, Chris Ivory's up to 92 yards on the ground. Decker's got 86. Marshall only three for 23. So they're moving the ball. Uh, McCoy's still at 81 yards rushing. Charles Clay's having a decent game at the tight end position. But there's about seven minutes left in the game, um, and we're over the time. So we're going to try to wrap up quick so we can go watch the rest of this game. Doug, Patriots at the Giants. Doug, obviously Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski. Um, I'm willing to play LeGarrette Blount this week at the running back position. Are you willing to take a flyer on Brandon Bolden or James White and hope, hope you guess right on who's going to replace Deion Lewis and his role in the New England offense? Yeah, you know, uh, White showed some flashes last year, and I would take a flyer on this year and see if he pans out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I would use him in a bigger-than-12 team league this week. Own him. Don't have to start him, but I expect a few receptions out of him. Doug, giant side of the ball, Eli Odell Beckham, um, Ruben Randall's a useful wide receiver three. Do you trust Shane? Is Shane Vereen the running back to go with for the Giants? Yeah, PPR, PPR league definitely. You definitely go with him. He's he's uh, he's having a, a decent season. Not great, but you know definitely solid enough for you. I, I start in PPR. Would you trust Rashad Jennings in any way, shape, or form? Um, I trust him on your roster, not mine. <laughs> New England, fourth best against defending opposing running backs, only allowing 14 points a game. Stay away from the giant running backs, folks. Obviously, Eli and Odell Beckham, though, are must-starts. Chiefs traveling to the Broncos. Um, The only Chief I I can trust, I cannot trust Jeremy Macklin right now against Denver. Their defense is too good. Uh, Charchandrick West, though, against Denver, Doug. Denver, if there's anything you could do, you can run on them a little bit. They're giving up about 18 points a game to opposing running backs. Chandrick West, I think he's the only Kansas City Chief, along with Travis Kelsey, that you could play this week. Yeah, I agree. Those two, and that's it. I mean, I wouldn't play anybody else if I lost a bet. West, I'll play in a flex. Kelsey, you know, I mean, he's he's their best receiver. you got to start him. Yeah, he's a top tight end. What about on the Denver side of things? Uh, you play Peyton Manning. Uh, you play Demarius Thomas. You play Emmanuel Sanders. Nothing really to talk about there. What about the running back situation there in Denver? Kansas City on the season allows about 15 points a game. They're pretty tough against opposing running backs. Uh, C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman. Hillman's been nicked up. I think Hillman's the guy to trust, but it's tough to trust either one of them, Doug. Who would you go with, if any? Um, for me, I, I'd go with Hillman. Uh, I'm not trusting C.J. Anderson. He's He's put a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because a lot of people got him, you know, first, second round. You, you got him in the first round or the second round, that's it. No later than that. 
And, uh, you know, I'm not going with him uh, at all. I'm going with Hillman, and that's it. I'm not yet ready to start Davis yet, though. I know people picked him up on the wave wire, Vernon Davis. Mm -hmm. They were excited. I mean, the guy still has a lot of talent, but he was in San Francisco, so he didn't do anything. And now he's with Peyton Manning, who's, you know, not what he used to be, but still one of the top, probably top seven uh, quarterbacks regardless. Uh, For right now, if you picked up Davis, I keep him on the bench for now. Yeah, I agree. I'm not ready to put Davis in my lineup either. Doug, Sunday night, 8.30, Arizona Cardinals traveling to Seattle. Huge game for the NFC West. Let's start looking at the running backs. Seattle, second-best running defense in the league. Probably after this Jet game, they may even pass the Jets in fewest fantasy points allowed, allowing only 12.5 yards a game. Can you trust Chris Johnson or Andre Ellington this week? Really more Chris Johnson. He's the number one guy. Um, are you starting Chris Johnson on the road in Seattle? You know, uh, I'm thinking he should get a lot of touches. He'll probably he'll probably get you know three or four uh, screen passes out of there. Um, I, in a flex position, PPR, yeah, I'll, I'll play him against the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks are a great about defense. The... Go ahead. No, go ahead. So the, C- the Seahawks are you know. They're a great defense, but they're not last year's defense, or, or definitely the year before's defense. I mean, I'm I'm less and less tentative to start people against them as the season progresses. Um, but Chris Johnson, he's rejuvenated. I will start him as a flex against Seahawks this week. See, I'm going to go the other way. Um, if I have other options, I'm going to stay away from Johnson. You're right. Seattle defense started off shaky. They're at home, and they've been playing better and better every week. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm avoiding them. I'm expecting a low-scoring game because at the same time, Marshall and Lynch of Seattle, who I agree I think has to play, but Arizona's rush defense is equally as good. They're only giving up 15 points a game to opposing running backs. Lynch could have a Todd ton. These are two very good defenses, Doug. Um, I'll play Lynch, but I'm worried about that as well. Yeah, I agree. You know, you know it's, it's interesting. These are the games on paper – you know, it should be a low. It should be a, a low. You know, seventeen, twenty-one, seventeen, seventeen, fourteen game. But you know, these are the games, Anthony, where somehow one one side just lights it up. And I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm not predicting that, but I'm curious to see if that happens. Um, I mean, on, on paper, it's a tough, tough game to call. It's two. Yeah. These two, uh, I'd say, a very good offense and a solid defense. Versus, you know, the Seahawks, a, a pretty good offense and a tough defense. It's a hard game to call. Let me ask you this. Do you start, do you start uh, Carson Palmer this week? Well, that's where we're going to go next. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. Seattle's defense, uh, third best in the league, only giving up. By the way, quick update. Uh, Buffalo's about to punt the ball out of their zone, and their punter just couldn't catch a slightly errant snap. Jets have the ball uh, inside the red zone as they try to complete the comeback and take the lead. Doug, Seattle, right, second against the running backs, third best against the quarterbacks, only allowing 17 points a game. You know, and here's Carson Palmer, who has been amazing all season. There's no denying that. Again, on the road, the noise is going to be through the roof. The place is loud, the whole 12th man thing. And, And I'll say this. I wouldn't play Kirk Cousins over Carson Palmer. No, that's a, that's I would a, play exactly Derek Carr. 
I wouldn't do that. I can't trust Kirk Cousins enough. But it's I would play Derek Carr. I would play Blake Bortles. Yeah. You know, it's like that because I was, I was going to say the exact question. Would you start Cousins over Palmer? I assume you would say no. And my next question was Carr over Palmer. And I agree. Paul, uh, Carr, Bortles over Palmer. Yeah. I mean, he, hope. I mean, and like we were saying pre, uh, preseason, uh, Palmer, good chance he was your second quarterback. Hopefully you won't have to make the decision. Right. Hopefully you, you've been able to utilize him as a, as a pleasant surprise. Um, he's right. obviously elevated to a QB1. Now, Russell Wilson, Doug, who's been a big disappointment, I dropped him. Eli just – I had him and Eli, and I figured I'd platoon it. Well, to be honest, Eli's just outplayed him every week. Um, so I've dropped Russell Wilson. He was then added. I'm actually going against him in a league. Um, <laughs> well, Arizona is equally tough. They're only giving up 20 points a game to opposing QBs. They're in the top 10. Um and Russell Wilson just hasn't been effective. I can't trust Russell Wilson this week. I know. Well, the problem is uh, they're also the what, I think the sixth team against the, the the running game too. You know, Seattle's the second, and the Cardinals are the sixth. So I mean, it's it's tough all over. Yep. Same thing at the wide receiver position. You know, Seattle number one in the league defending wide receivers. I don't expect much about against John Brown. I don't expect much for Larry Fitzgerald. Tough matchups for both of those guys. Doug, the Seattle defense is tough. They're at home. Uh, the more I'm talking, the more I'm talking myself out of playing Cardinal players, Doug. Yeah, I mean, if if there's one guy who would play, I would play Carlson Palmer. And real quick, Anthony, I just want to say to our, our listeners, if, you, if you're not watching the Jets-Buffalo game, put it on right now. It's fourth down and four at the, what, the, the seven-yard line. Something like and that. And oh, that was the guy. The guy, the down by five, this four minutes left. They got to go for it. They got to go for it. They, they didn't get it. I hate to tell you. Buffalo now running out. The two minutes left. Oh, big I'm on delay. Man, but you know, I didn't you realize. On a big on, delay. You, 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 you blew it for me. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't for, realize. for those who are on my time, my time level, they just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug. Um, wide receivers, stay away from Arizona. Seattle, you play Jimmy Graham. He hasn't been great. Odds are, though, he's your best tight end, so you got to go with him. And finally, yeah. Monday night, as we've been going forever, it seems, um, Houston Texans against the Cincinnati Bengals. DeAndre Hopkins is a must-start. Um, Nate Washington is a nice little flex play. He's been good lately. Um, I'm staying away from the Houston running back situation. I don't trust Alfred Blue. Cincinnati side of the things, Doug, Andy Dalton, A.J. Green. What about the running backs in Cincinnati, Jeremy Hill or or Gio Bernard against Houston? Uh, do you trust either one of them? You know, I'll, I'm more than happy with taking Bernard, but Hill is just not getting it done at all. He, there's no reason to, to play Hill right now, none. I know you, you probably got him in probably maybe the second or third round. He may have been your – your first running back, and it's going to hurt to sit him. But, I mean, at this point, you got to sit him. Yeah, I agree. I think you have to. Now, Houston does give up points to opposing running backs. They've given up 10 rushing touchdowns, 22 points a game. So that does give a glimmer of hope to Jeremy Hill because he really, if he doesn't, if he scores a touchdown, his game is effective. Uh, I'm not loving him. Running back three, flex option possibly. Um, you know, obviously depends on everybody's depth. But, He's been such a big disappointment this year. I don't know how much you can actually trust him. Well, listen, Doug, we um, we are way over time. 
We're closing in on an hour and a half, so let's wrap this puppy up for the week. Want to thank Lenny Melnick, Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports dot com, Sirius XM uh, podcast every morning on Blog Talk Radio nine a.m. And somebody I'm happy to call an actual friend. He's a good guy, great friend. Uh, doesn't live too far from me, and a uh, big fan of the show. He, I've lost count of how many times he's uh, come on on a moment's notice. He actually, Doug, texted me and asked to come on the show tonight. I didn't even reach out to him. He wanted to join us and do some talking today. So uh, I want to thank Lenny, for, as always, for coming on. I want to thank everybody out there for listening, whether live on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes. And don't forget, do us a favor, go to iTunes, rate, uh, download, subscribe, rate, comment on the show. We appreciate all the support. As always, LaShawn McCoy is doing a great job running this game out. Um, so we do appreciate that. So do us a favor and check that out. Uh, go to my sites that I work for, rotoballer.com, draftballet.com. Sign up there. Great stuff going on. Follow the show on Twitter at A. Aniano Fantasy. Facebook, The Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Doug, as always, a pleasure. Great job, my friend. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out tonight for joining us like you always do. Thank you, sir. It's a great show tonight. Thank you, Lenny, for calling in. We love you, buddy. Yep, great stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. Don't forget, join us again every Thursday night next week, 10 o'clock Eastern time. We'll preview everything that's going on uh, for next weekend's Fantasy Football for Action. For Douglas Dalla, I'm Anthony Aniano. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Have a great night, folks. (laughs) 